On this week's general admission, we've got a handful of new albums to discuss, including Hodera, Meet Me at the Altar, and of course, the highly anticipated Story of the Year's Tear Me to Pieces. We introduce a new segment called Skip Repeat, and we wrap up with a fun hypothetical, including bad songs from our favorite artists. Okay, let's do it. Welcome to General Admission. Today is Tuesday, March 14th, first Tuesday episode of the new schedule. And Brett, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Today is our 50th episode. So we're almost at a year point then. Almost I, know, I, I was, I was trying to do the math for, for weeks that we like doubled up with drafts and took off. How many weeks are we here? 54 or 56? <laughs> so I think, was it St. Patrick's Day we week? learned was this in first? kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And we took two weeks off, so that adds up. Two weeks the off. 50th episode. But we ran a draft for an extra week. So, like, I feel like the math is there to equal 54. If it, the answer is 56, then I don't know. I Do believe in know? daylight savings time because my brain yeah. is just not working today. Yeah. It is daylight savings time today. First week, first weekend recording for the pod. We did lose an hour. Uh, we have so, great timing. Songs, no songs that talk about time. Go. Um, time bomb. Granted. Hootie and the Blowfish. Time. Pink Floyd. Time. Time warp from Rocky Horror. From Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, um, time. Time of our lives. That's not the song. It's in parentheses. It's in, it still counts. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Um, Did you this... not use the one you told me before the episode? Uh, I said I was going to do Pink Floyd. Time. You used it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I used the Hootie one. More time songs. More time songs. Time. Time. There's got to be Uh-oh. way more time songs. I'm just blanking right now. All right. Respond to the setlist thread on Instagram with your time songs that we forgot we rattled off like six we didn't prepare time songs this was off the dome the stream of consciousness yeah so i almost died for the podcast this past week it's a dangerous it's a dangerous job but but it wasn't as you were lying and it wasn't until the day you no it was neither of those <laughs> i was i was walking it was it was a cold cold new jersey day and i was walking jasper and i had on a sweatshirt and then another sweatshirt that's kind of fuzzy and i finish my walk and i walk inside and i have my my i still like the ipod headphones like the old not the, the wires. not airpods just yeah they just stay in my ear really well i don't know uh, yeah pods do not no i've never tried pods i feel like i would lose them but I've lost them before. Yeah. I have Bluetooth over ears that are good, but today I was just wearing my iPod headphones the day of the incident. And I snake them up like between my sweatshirts. This way, if I have to pop them out, they just hang on your collar. Standard procedure. And um, I'm getting inside and I take off my fuzzy sweatshirt and my ears start vibrating. And I get shocked. 
in both ears. From the fuzzy material? I guess there was like some static going on. This has never happened to you? Because I was kind of hoping that. No, with the static X. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I had that. I had that one album. They covered Lollipop, right? That's pretty oh, no, that's that handling. I'm thinking of Static Lullaby. Some screamo band that lasted like two years in the 2000s. Might be Screaming Lullaby. Hmm. Static Lullaby. Yeah. Either I way, one. Yeah. I almost took a Static <laughs> Lullaby because it it was it was horrifying. I didn't know what was happening. But your ears are still working, and my my ears are still working. My headphones are still working. I think. I just need to be more careful. So this is a PSA to all our listeners who still use in-ear headphones. If you're wearing a fuzzy sweatshirt and it's a cold, staticky day, just be careful out there. Don't do it. Yeah. We don't want any of you getting hurt. It's it's hard work listening to music all the time. And getting I've, shocked in a bad way. Yeah. Have you been listening? I there's a good way, but uh those pens that you used to like mess with your friends with in high school. It's not good. Or you if click you're, it and it would it's, vibrate. Yeah, it's not good if you're the one clicking it, but it's good from a humor point if your friend's the one clicking it. It's good for a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been listening to this week? A shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to just say at the top, like they need to spread out releases a little more. Like I love weeks where a, a bunch comes out, but I hate them at the same time because I feel like we have to like cram. And then it almost makes it homework trying to listen to it all before we record. While like weeks where like it's one or two, we can really just like simmer on those two. Yeah. And here it's kind of like fast food to stick with the food metaphor. Yeah, it's very true. Especially now recording on weekends, stuff comes out Friday and then we have like, <laughs> it's like an two, instant reaction. two days to compose thoughts. So we'll have to do like a revisit segment when we have time to sit on things longer. Yeah. But I we'll have one feel... next week for Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I listened to like three today. Uh, seemed good. <laughs> Excuse me. Like, I don't know. I got to listen to it better and like compose my thoughts. But And then listen to the one? last one too. Because I feel like the last... I'm not sure this one's going to be as good as that one. What's like, what do you mean the last one? Her last album? Her last album, which is like okay. pretty much a Joan Jett record. Gotcha. I've never put on a Miley album front to back. I know plenty of songs because she's super popular. But when yeah. she was Hannah Montana. Yeah. Shout out to or the just good old always days. in general. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of story of the year this week. I know a we're lot. both a lot. We will get to it. We got to a lot of things. Um, yeah. Story of the year. Uh, meet me at the altar who I had never heard of until you just told me about. We'll get to them. Um and some New Jersey friends. So I guess we could start start there. Um, new albums for the week. Um, our friends in Halogens. Shout out. I got their record up behind me for anyone watching on YouTube. Um, I know it's George and Kyle. Um, bass and drums. And then I think the other two are just other dudes. From what I could tell. I mean... I know what the guys in Halogens look like, and the other guys were not in that picture. But anyway. Halogens plus guys. Halogens plus guys. This album slash band is called Jaw Dust. The album 
Oh, it's an EP. It's five songs. It's called Jaw Dust One, which I really like. Just boom. Take the Keep band name and just stick a number on the end. I'm already excited for Jaw Dust too. Because if you put out an album with one at the end, you're you're basically promising there's gonna be a two. Or one and a half. It another EP. Another EP. Or half an EP would be a half, I guess, right? Yeah. Like a single. True. Or like b-sides of an ep if you have b-sides from an ep you should probably just put out an album probably all right yeah all right and then we're... when you sent me this i thought it was a, like made up of members of jawbreaker and seven dust i didn't realize it was our friends <laughs> from halogens that would be uh that would be interesting be quite the mashup yeah yeah it would either be really heavy metal with really introspective lyrics or really introspective lyrics over heavy metal. Sure. Either sure. way. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. I don't know enough about Seven Dust to start combining songs. Although I have seen them a couple of times. Just open for a good like... show. Yeah. Uh oh, you know what? I'm thinking of I mixed them up with Five Finger. I feel like they're all in the same like They're in the same family. Yeah. Bands that open for disturbed. <laughs> That's the category. Who I think is octane. who I think is coming out with new music this year, but let's disturbed get back. Or seven dust. Uh, disturbed. Okay. I think they have a single out, but let's get back to Jaw Dust. Heavy as hell. Speaking of heavy bands, so good. Because yeah, I didn't know what to expect going in. The Instagram post they shared was just like, "We have this side project, and we wanted to put out some heavy shit." So here you go. And it was like children's blocks. So yeah, don't yeah, really the, expect that. The art was so good. And the end of the the it's either the first track or the second track. They just yell, Jaw Dust Motherfucker. <laughs> Great. It was it was yeah. like good, fun, like gym music for me. Yeah, definitely. And the amount I've been working out, a sub 30 minute EP would be perfect to get back into the gym. <laughs> it's a nice 15 minutes. Yeah. Um just yeah, just heavy guitars, heavy lyrics, heavy. Um, set me free, rip me limb from limb. Like that's great. It's great. <laughs> and is the artwork I Spy related? Remember um, those books? Wasn't it like a movie? Growing up, the I Spy books. Oh, oh, that's what it I looks like to me. There's like toys and blocks. Yeah. Oh, I did used to have those. It would just be like pages of really busy. Yeah, like a chest of toys and shit. Yeah. And it'd tell you like to find the things in like a list. Yeah. Maybe it is. Well, next time we talk them. to them. Yeah. Yeah. They'll definitely we'll definitely get those guys back on because that was a really fun interview. Shout out Halogens. And, and another Jersey show coming up soon. Yeah, which oh no, I can go to that. Um there's another one. The next band I want to talk about, also Jersey band. Um Hodera. Hodera de Dor. Hoda Hod <laughs> I wanted Hodora. to get ahead of that joke before you made it. <laughs> um, these guys are pretty big. Like, I think they might be the biggest of the New Jersey scene because they definitely seem more popular than just New Jersey. 50,000 monthly listeners, all that good stuff. But um, this album, we get the name, Dear Friend. It's uh let's see how do i want to say this it's like a really nice mix between like 
emo and like Americana like storytelling. Like his voice kind of gives me like Brian Fallon vibes from Gaslight. Um, the lyrics are very like vulnerable. A lot of it talks about feelings and all that great stuff you expect from emo music, but it doesn't feel like an emo band. It does have like nice twinkly guitars, but it's not um not something like tiny moving parts where it's just constant like noodling. This is more lyric based with nice instrumentals behind it. I think you're really gonna like it, Brett. I I've been slacking because I went down the story of the year wormhole. Yeah, not much cracked that until Friday. Yeah, and you have to be. I always want to be careful recommending bands to friends when I know they're gonna like it because I'm like, if I tell you more to dear friends, to dear friends, yes, well played. If I tell you more than three times to listen to a band, if someone tells me more than three times to listen to a band, I'm gonna be like, well, now I don't want to listen to them. Stop telling me to listen to this band. So I don't want to do that to other people. So I didn't want to push it on you, but you're really going to like this album. It'll and get I'm, played this week. I'm, I'm excited to hear hear what you think. When but you and Parco recommend something, I normally go and listen. Okay. Some the people Knicks. I'm like, nope, probably not going to like it. <laughs> you listen to the Knicks. <laughs> it's great, though. And um, if you're going to just throw on one song, if you're listening and just want to check it out, I mean... The album's like 30 minutes, so you should just listen to the whole thing. But Romantic Depressive, it's towards the end. That one, it's a little heavier. It's got some screams in it, but not like over the top. Um, they have a nice like set of three songs at the end that are a little heavier and like dark. And it's just it's just real good. Nice guitar feedback. Like when they're screaming, there's guitar feedback going. Like there's a lot of layers to it. And it's a great album. And they're playing at house of independence with um my friend's band a boy named john and i'm gonna be away i've been looking forward to the show and because i'm awful with like calendars that's why not not the sole reason but it's one of the the great reasons of being married or in a relationship because i have nicole to tell me when i'm supposed to do things in the same boat yeah. with you there yeah because otherwise I would have been buying tickets and going to the House of Independence instead of being at my friend's wedding in Dominican Republic. <laughs> I've been like, oh, that was today? Shit, I missed my flight. It's like so, we're almost out of the wedding run. Yeah. Or we can like actually see dates and know there won't be a wedding, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was at one last night and they had a nice little uh, pop punk section towards the end with... Uh, I mean, you could probably guess. You got I mean, nothing will be like you and Nicole's. No, no, we we had like a pop punk power hour. <laughs> yeah, which was amazing. But this, they they did uh, my own worst enemy, um, semi charm life, and Ocean Mis Avenue, Mister Brightside, which uh -huh. might be like the biggest pop punk party song of like our whole generation. That's gonna be cool to see here now. I'm sure they'll like they'll end with it probably, right? Definitely. Or uh somebody told me. Right? Fun fact, I hated that song at first. Yeah. Like Just... K Rock would play it and it would be like such like a thumb compared <laughs> to like everything else K Rock played. Oh yeah. And I changed the station and come back when it was over. <laughs> and then it grew on me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that song hasn't grown on you, 
it's hard not to like that song, especially when it's played so much. But I had a bad view at first. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told you to change the station. <laughs> we uh we had another album that we mentioned earlier. Meet me at the altar. So you put this on the list for this week. I've never heard of this band. And boy, did I enjoy this album. Good. It was pop punky. It was upbeat. It was fun. Catchy guitar riffs. Um, there's like a fine line between simple guitar riffs. Because being really complicated doesn't necessarily make things better. Maybe in like the metal genre. I don't know. But these were just like, I felt like these songs, I knew the song before the song was over the first time I heard it, which is, which is very nice. A true sign of a pop punk fan. Yeah. Girl singer, which is cool. All three uh, girls. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. I, I was researching them a little bit. They formed like completely over the internet, which was pretty cool. Like one of the members used to do like a bunch of pop punk covers on YouTube, I believe. And then I guess she became friends with someone else doing a similar thing. They decided to form a band and they held auditions for the third member. I don't know if that was drummer or what. All over the internet. And that's how they formed. And this was their first album. And it's really fun. So some fun facts for uh, for you about them. So they came onto my radar in 2019 with their IP bigger than me. And the first time I heard it, like I had a feeling like this was about to be the next big pop punk band around. Like the uh, the, the song Beyond My Control, which has like 1.2 million listens on Spotify. Like, it's such an incredible song and it hooks you in immediately. And like that EP was so good, like fueled by ramen signed them like immediately. Wow. And yeah. but it took like four years for them to drop their first full length. They had another EP in between, which was yeah. called Model Citizen. Model Citizen. That was it. Yeah. Which came out in twenty twenty one. And then we had to wait till this year to get the first full length. So yeah, I didn't it, oh go ahead. It's a I was just I was also reading that um Alex of All Time Low and Dan Campbell of the Wonder Years like really endorsed them a bunch and that helped with the push when they got signed. Yeah, like you could tell like you can tell like there's just something there. Like they have that it sound. Yeah. And like that's what got them all this kind of hype building into this first LP. Yeah, it feels very just like it just sounds like they're having fun and making music they want to make. It doesn't feel curated or like jumping on any bandwagons or anything like that. It's just good fun music. This album like instantly puts me in a good mood. I was really pleasantly surprised because you never know what you're going to get with a band you never heard of. Yeah. Meet Me at the Altar sounded like a metal band to me. <laughs> it does have like a metal name. Yeah. But like this one, so like I did like it, but I had some environmental surroundings that may have been impacting the way I was digesting it. AKA Classic. I was sitting in traffic on Connecticut in whatever that highway is called in Connecticut, that's like two lanes. And like when there's traffic, it doesn't move. So I was a little bit cranky when I had this on. It's like I'm singing bumper to bumper and like the way she sings the chorus on cool. I was like, 
like getting <laughs> a little annoyed, but <laughs> it's not her fault. <laughs> as I'm sitting in traffic. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I like I like that one because that's all right. So <laughs> see, you were able to sing it. She starts singing, "Cool, you can join in." After the first little like pitch change in cool. For the first time ever listening, yeah. you could just it's an album that you could just do like oohs and ahs and just jump on like you the back halves of words because she holds them very long. Which I appreciate. Sometimes yeah. I just want to like yell and sing and harmonize in my car. It doesn't really matter if I'm singing the right words or not. <laughs> as long as you're having a good time. Exactly. I was having a great time with this album. I could see them opening for Youngblood and I still have tickets to him this summer and I don't think any openers have been announced so there's my prediction we'll see if it happens but that'd I feel be pretty like, cool I feel like they would fit or Wonder Years Wonder Years would be cool I don't anyone will be cool um I just like Youngblood cool with a K and anything else will be actually yes cool with a K <laughs> two O's <laughs> That was a fun album. Yeah, I liked it, I, but like I feel like I have to re-listen to it because like it didn't hit me the same way that Bigger Than Me did. So that's I gotta, their their first like one you said, their yeah. first EP that kind of yeah. made them blow up. All right, I gotta, I'll go down a little rabbit hole with this with them. But yeah, I think Beyond My Control is like in my top three of songs played of 2019. Like, that's how much I listened to it. Damn. Good band though. I'm excited to yeah. dive a little bit more into this yeah. one. Don't listen to them in traffic. You could hear like no. you could hear take off your pants and jacket for the first time ever. And if you're sitting in bumper to bumper Connecticut traffic, you're gonna be like it's gonna ruin whatever you're listening band. to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's not fair. So I'll revisit this one in our revisit segments coming up in the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanna segue to another pop punk release that was a week or two ago. Um, real friends there's nothing worse than too late so i've never really listened to this band i've always kind of and this might sound slightly hypocritical hypocritical considering how i just like raved about meet me at the altar but for me with pop punk bands it was always kind of like the bands i grew up listening to in that genre i really liked and as i got older and bands put out new music in that genre i would listen and i would like it but it just wouldn't stick and i i don't know what it is i don't know if pop punk kind of just has a certain formula to it and i just don't need more of it and i don't want it to sound like i'm knocking this album at all if i heard this album in i don't know 2007 or something it would probably be one that i was still listening to to this day and very fond of and there's definitely people in that boat right now so there's a reason like i'm not saying new pop punk shouldn't exist it's just it's just so hard for it to stick for me and i i, I don't know why does pop punk need nostalgia to work <laughs> i think it depends on the band because like i don't think you're alone here like this one i listened to it like three times and i feel like i still can't remember what i listened to because like there was just nothing that stuck out and like this is a band like I really used to love like when they put out maybe this place is still the same and I'm still but I'm still changing. It was like 2014, 
like that album plus the EP before that, Put Yourself Back Together. Like I listen to those two all the time. And I think like a big part of the reason why they don't have that sticking power anymore is like they don't have the same singer they had oh. back then. Like Dan Lambton left the band, I think in 2020, when it seemed like the band was breaking up, they decided to get a new singer instead. And I just don't think he has what Dan had. Like Dan like had a very powerful emo voice. Like you can feel the emotion of the song when he was singing it. And yeah. I feel like that's lacking here. And that's why it's not sticking. And I feel like I can't. Again, I listened to it three times, and I couldn't tell you a single lyric, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it twice, because I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to like this. And it just wasn't, it wasn't sticking for me. And it, I I hate that. I I hate when I want to like something, and I don't, because then I just feel like a like, jerk. what's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, not gonna, to, not gonna maybe this everything. place is the same, and we're, and we're just changing. Okay. If you like that one. All right. I'll do that. I'll do that for next week. Or put yourself back together. It's an EP. It's a little shorter. Okay. Like more of a snapshot. All right. So is it story of the year time? It is. Is It's story of the year so far. (laughs) It's story of the year until the day I die. (laughs) Man, I forgot how much I love this band. So did I. <laughs> yeah. I knew every every album up through The Constant. So Page Avenue, Wake of Determination, Black Swan, The Constant. I knew every song. I knew all the words. And I, I didn't realize I did. <laughs> like, I... Because I think Story of the Year goes back to, like, middle school almost. 2003. Right? Yeah. So they've... They've been around. I had Page Avenue and Wake of Determination on CDs. They're in yeah, my Page booklet. Avenue turns 20 this year. Damn. So Page Avenue is touring with Ocean Avenue. Are they playing that in full? Ocean? Page? Or Page? <laughs> <laughs> no. As they're, they're both literally on Ocean Avenue? There was no uh, no indication that they were playing Page Avenue okay. in full. Then which... I'd have even more FOMO from being away that week. Yeah. Honestly, though, I would be... Well, I mean, if they played more than just Page Avenue, I'd be fine with it. But Page Avenue, hot take, isn't my favorite by them. Wow, we're going to be aligned here. Yeah? I think uh, so. Maybe. Depends uh, what uh, comes out next. I'm going with In the Wake of Determination. Yes, okay, we're aligned. Yeah, let's go. It's just so much heavier. It's heavier and like I think like the production is just better. Yeah, which I guess makes sense considering it's their sophomore album. And they jumped to a major, I think, for it, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know the history behind it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Page Avenue is a classic. I Yeah, I still love I really it. I love that album. But, but like I revisiting like their whole discography this week like this one was far and away my favorite and i still love everything they put out well not everything but we'll get to that yeah yeah but in the wake like i love the riff on our time is now Uh, and the screens too so good so good that's my bds whole album is so good 
take me back with like the um the delay pedal uh man we don't care anymore like yeah. when like when it cuts out and it's just him and the band kicks back in yeah that was something something i missed on the new album was um the dude who does backup harmonies i think philip sneed i want to say he's not in the band anymore right no and but they got some original members back yeah, I don't know exactly what the lineup is, but I do know that I was missing that extra layer. I still love this new album. We'll get to it. But something that is so good about Story of the Year, especially listening back to them all week, is just those like great backup vocals. Yeah, they're without a rhythm guitarist right now. Huh. I'll do it. I won't be good, though. So Got a backflip off the speakers. I could poorly play guitar and poorly backflip. <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a failed backflip entertaining enough to make up for shitty guitar playing? I gotta ask them. Yeah, you probably need a good backflip to make up for shitty guitar playing. That'd be my guess, probably. They should have a backflip off with uh, the violin player from Yellow Card. Because he did the backflip off the speaker for uh, breathing. Or way away during Warp Tour, right? Uh, the one I, I saw was on like some like MTV performance. Yeah, go to request live. That's the one. <laughs> the good old days, take me back. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Their their new album. They have this song, two thousand five, referencing. I have thoughts on that one. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I caught an Easter egg in it. Oh, I, I wrote down a few. I want to hear what you thought. But um you caught them too? Yeah. They're the one thing is they have a song called 2005 reminiscing to 2005 when they wrote an album with a song called Take Me Back reminiscing to an unspecified date. So, just goes to show Come something something. You know what they say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Andy Bernard quote. You don't know the good good old days when you're in them. Something like that. Good old Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you catch the Easter egg in that song? Um, so tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. Because I caught um three. I caught three Easter eggs. All right, I have one, so hopefully this is one of your three. All right. Or hopefully so, it's not, and then we'll have four. The callback to Anthem of Our Dying Day. Yes. I'll spill the my heart. Pouring my you. heart onto these rooftops. And then on this song, it's standing on the rooftop screaming. Yes. Yeah. So that was Anthem of Our Dying Day. Yeah. And then they had a line, I'll spill my heart for you, which is until the day I die. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. And they said growing up on page, which is pretty straightforward. <laughs> on page avenue? <laughs> maybe. Or maybe it was just like their friend Paige. And they They're stayed over. Also fans their house. of being on the page side. <laughs> They're big fish fans. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Everyone just had to get out. one reference in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So so new album. Um Tear Me to Pieces. Over, the head there. Overall thoughts. Loved it. 
loved it. I think I don't I don't know if I loved it just because like I'm dying for some new story of the year or because of what I thought of Wolves. All right, but I we... think like this was, I think when they're short, when it's like a between like the thirty to forty minute window story of the year albums, they're very good. Yeah, when they tread towards an hour, which Wolves did, not great. Yeah, but I, don't I think know. there was a good album somewhere in Wolves if they cut a little bit, but they did not. Yeah, I never. For for all I I praised myself for being a fan before, I didn't know Wolves happened in 2017. I don't know if I just missed it or if I listened once and forgot about it. I think that happened to me. My brain I don't know. Like, we're gonna pretend this didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for with that album, but it didn't work. Like you said, I'm sure there's some good ones on there, but. I didn't want to listen enough to find out. So I'm just going to ignore Wolves. Also, the, the Stranger Things cover is that's so cheesy. Like, I don't know. And the song, like, Can Anybody Hear Me is like a straight 30 Seconds to Mars ripoff. I didn't pick up on that, but it makes sense. But anyway, Same with the song My Home. Tear Me to Pieces. Home. Let's let's talk. Let's about, get back to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Take me back to Tear Me to Pieces. How many times can I make the take me back joke in this segment? We're at three. <laughs> can double it probably. Yeah, easily. I'll take myself back to making the take me back joke. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. Can I say one more thing at the top? Yes. Or should I? Or that I no. could say it for the end. It's up to you. For for what? What are you talking about? Take me back. Joke? I'm tearing to pieces. Yeah. No, we're still talking about it. I'm just done making take me back jokes. Oh, I know. I'm just saying I have some overall thoughts, yeah, but I'm not sure to share them now. Okay. No, yeah. That's why we're so, here. First off, loved it. However, Ba-ba-ba-ba. I feel like this this album created so much confusion by them putting out like five singles. Because I had people reaching out to me when they put out the fifth single, like, oh, you listen to the new story, the year EP, it's great. I'm like, not an EP. <laughs> yeah. There's a new album coming. Yeah. I'm five. glad you like it, but it's not a full album yet. Because like I did hold off from listening to four of the five. Like real life, I knew. Yeah, the first the first one songs. I listened to, same because it's like we haven't gotten new music from them in Forever. however long, six Since seven years, six years, yeah, yeah. But then I listened to the second one, so I think it was real life and maybe war. And then after they just kept putting them out, and I decided to join you. They shouldn't have did and that. Yeah, because I saw a decent amount of comments by people who were like, this was great, but like they released half the album, so like it it wasn't it didn't feel new. It's like, oh well that's my kinda, one. You kind of did that to yourself. You didn't have to listen to them. But yeah, I think I think like three is the most singles I'd be willing to go if you I was gonna find release... a middle ground. I agree. Like if you want to release like five while the album's out, that's fine. But like like you said, like don't do more than three before it comes out. Yeah. Um, so this album definitely like referenced old albums in like the artwork is the Page Avenue like silhouette. And 2005, obviously we touched on. The album opens with Tear Me to Pieces, and that very first yes. chord is the same chord from Anthem to Our Dying Day, which I, I liked because it wasn't like they leaned into it so much that it was it was over the top. But that first chord hit, and I'm like, this 
is a story of the year chord because like they were like i said like listen to them at a young age so they were one of the first bands i tried to play their music and that chord is like you have a normal power chord but you just like drop your pointer finger back a half step and it gives it that like kind of uh dissonant sound and that was the you first time finger back the first time nicely done seven um that was the first time i ever like learned that technique they hardly invented it but to a 13 year old me with a shitty guitar it was new so to hear that chord open this 20 years later or whatever it is was was pretty cool and the song just riffs yeah yeah starting off acoustic and then you're because like if you're like me which i i think you are you're listening you're like this is good but like story of the year is heavy i i want heavy and you're unsure what you're gonna get and then it it kicks in and you're just i think i i did a fist bump i might even have said like yeah yeah <laughs> they still got it yes yeah they they had some real heavy ones um war was a great riff they had they had a lot of this like industrial vibe to it like like newer music I don't know. Just like that. Daryl. Like, yeah, sorry for like air guitar glow, into the mic. I thought it was like, like uh silver scenes madness. Kind of <laughs> like that kind of industrial yeah. a little bit. And speaking of afterglow, they have to stop taking dude. Right. From bands. We like <laughs> afterglow wolves. Um, I'm going to just throw dead and gone in there, even though it's dead and buried by a day to remember. Oh, did you know Kevin Scaff is on knives out? I did not know that. I don't know if he I think he sings. Well, that's I pretty to, cool. I had no idea. Yeah, he's in the song credits. And uh I read that he was on it. I just don't know if he if he sings on it or he was guest guitar or what the deal is, but I thought that was pretty cool because I did get a day to remember vibes from uh this album. I did too. Which made me happy because it took me back to when I liked the day to remember. Eight. At eight now. <laughs> Yeah, this this uh the lyrics were were fine, like introspective, like kind of just growing up, like sounds like, you know, he had songs about his kids, songs about relationships, all that stuff. Um they're a band where lyrics kind of come second for me. Same. I they need to be decent, but it's not uh it's not why I'm here, you know. Just give me something to sing along to and to the to the good guitars. Or scream along to yeah so how'd you feel about 2005 because we've talked about these uh reminiscing songs that keep popping up on all these albums i still enjoyed it because the easter eggs as we like, even though i only caught the one i like i thought it was like clever to call back to your like old material yeah so like, i enjoyed it yeah but i i like it there's definitely like a little cheesiness to it but like that's okay yeah. I, for, I allowed it in this case for me it's more of especially with these bands that that are you know quote unquote coming back no no it's not <laughs> but it's like i just feel like it's a it's a fine line between coming back because they want to make music and then it's like are they just jumping on this because it's it's picking up again and that's not knocking them. It's a great album, but I just feel like if you lean into it too much, like the Page Avenue cover, the song reminiscing, it's like, 
like when Silverstein puts out a new album, I feel like they're just making a new album because they're a band and that's what bands do. When like this kind of gave me the feels like it was more like we should come back and like be the band that everybody wants us to be. I don't know. It's just it's just a little it's a little weird. But I that being said, I, I love the album. Did they do that because of Wolves, you think? Like they like they clearly went for like a different sound there. And it's like not a lot of people liked it. So they just jumped back into like the sound that they knew their fans liked. Like from those first those first four albums are pretty I'm not gonna say flawless, but they're steady. They're like rise against releases where like, yeah. they're good. They're not gonna shatter any like ceilings or anything, but it's still like it's an enjoyable album. Yeah. And I thought this this did um try some new things like you get some of like like those guitar effects i was talking about before there were some i don't know if it was a drum machine or just like washed out drums however that works but there was some of that oh what'd you think of, what'd you think of the the effect in afterglow where it's like where that's it's why like, i put madness i think because where it's like after of... and then it just goes like glow like it like shrinks it or does some like dj thing they like messing with their know. voices though. Like that's how Page Avenue ends. Do you remember? Really? Like I, it's like the jokey, jokey. Like he's messing with his voice at the end. Uh, I I don't remember that, and I even listened to that. I the played the album out. I'm clicking. Th oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I guess that that's a good point. I just it's, it was just very jarring in the song. I was like, I think I would like it more if they just sang the word glow and didn't do this weird thing but you know credit to them like you want to try different shit it's it's a total of like a half second throughout the entire yeah. song it's really not not a big deal i thought you were talking about can't save you because i got like modern bring me the horizon vibes from that one um yeah i can because see that's that. almost like or an octane the... song you hear on serious yeah i mean they gotta get radio play from this they put out five singles so Oh man, the screams are so good. His voice is it he, ha up. he hasn't missed a beat. I really Some people just know how to do it and not destroy their vocal cords. Yeah. Not like Burton used. <laughs> they announced the tour with uh Pierce the Veil. Somehow getting a summer stage show. I'm surprised by that, but it's another story. Yeah. I don't probably not going, but Nicole really likes the use, so there's a chance we go. I don't know. I've That's... seen the used like a bunch in the last five years somehow because they were at Warped and then they were on the Is it Rise Against? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's entertaining enough, but I don't. Eh, I'd have fun. Who am I kidding? They have a lot of good songs. Oh, wrong button. Yeah. So, so are the years back? They they're they've said they're like fully back. They're a band. So I don't think this was just uh, we're going to release one album and see how it goes. I think they are. They're back. So that's pretty to cool. To keep in theme of this year's like seeing bands you haven't seen before. I've, I know I've never seen them. So if they headline, I'd love to go to that. Yeah. I've def. I don't want to say I've definitely never seen them because I feel like they must have played like a bamboozle back in the day, right? Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, so I feel like I might have like seen them, but not. 
I had I wasn't like in on them quite enough yet. Like that happened with me the first time I saw my chem. Like I didn't wasn't a my chem fan, so like doesn't entirely count. It counts, but it's not the same when you know all the songs. So it's possible you did see them. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. If I could just take myself back to find out, that'd be nice. Not almost double digits. <laughs> almost. <laughs> but yeah, this was a fun week. It was it was really fun going through all their stuff. I and enjoyed it, and it was a lot stronger than I remember it being. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I thought some of it wouldn't hold up, but it did. Yeah, agree, a hundred percent. Did you listen to that live album they did in two thousand five? I skipped over that when I wanted to stick to the studio albums. Yeah, me too. But I want to listen to it, so we'll get to it, or we'll just go to the show. Um, I'm tempted to just go to their concert at the Pony with the yellow card and just stand outside the venue, or maybe try and go to like the Watermark. On Ocean Avenue? Yes. I mean, seeing Ocean Avenue on Ocean Avenue, pretty rad. How could you not? Not $140, rad, but... For the price, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All right, you want to get to some skip repeats? Let's do it. New segment alert. So this is a new thing we're going to start doing. Um, New segment. It's called skip repeat and basically we're just gonna take cool or not cool shit that we saw throughout the week and say if it's a skip or repeat so i'll kick it off with the with pretty pretty easy repeat um hot mulligan put out a single called golf is on they have some wacky song titles i got a I gotta pull up their their track listing because they're so I'm got I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold on. Put on a new single. It's great. The band just doesn't miss. It's like two and a half minutes. Um, and they announced a new album with it. And it it was cool. They did like you know how on Spotify when you like you can watch a song, they like replay like a short video on on like your phone screen. I think so. Yeah, like yeah trying to remember i've seen that before you've definitely you've definitely seen it they unless you just don't like look at your phone a lot but most bands do some sort of animation or something and theirs was uh it's a person looking through like one of those picture viewer clickers from like the 90s you know what i'm talking about you just like Like a kodak picture kodak camera yeah you like put it up to your face and you click it and it moves and you see a new picture and you click it and they were doing it was doing that to like showcase the new songs which was pretty cool well, that's pretty cool yeah um the new album <laughs> it has some crazy song titles which they're kind of notorious for um one was cock party 2 parentheses <laughs> way more fun than the first <laughs> <laughs> Another was um that should be a single. It was called This Song is Called What This Song is Called is Called. Yeah. Good job <laughs> saying that correctly. I would not have been able to. I am not sure I did say it correctly, but you don't know that. <laughs> um March 12th, the new album's coming out. 
Very excited. Is that May 12th? Oh, yeah. It's it's not coming out today. May 12th. Good save. I was like, wait, is it out right now? <laughs> no. Now we have to listen to another album right now. I would be psyched, though, because they're they're just so good i'm trying to pull up there the track list so i could so i could get it get it all for you right here um here we go um shouldn't have a leg hole but i do it's a family movie she hates her dad and i smoke this song is called it's called what it's called no shoes in the coffee shop or socks um all right i'm not gonna read all these but shout out cock party too and uh John the Rock Cena, can you smell what the Undertaker? <laughs> no, I didn't have a stroke. That's actually a song title. Fallout Boy, Fall Boy walked so these guys could run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love Hot Mulligan. Very excited. Their uh, whatever their other album was. It um, I want to say you'll be fine, but I think that's Modern Baseball. I think it is. I gotta you're listen gonna, to Hot Mulligan more. I never really you're I know like miss... a couple songs. No, it is You'll Be Fine. Modern Baseball was You're Gonna Miss It All. Dude, you need to listen to You'll Be Fine. That album is so good. Feel like a crab. Great song. Um anyway, yeah, that's my first that's my first repeat for the week. Hot Hot Mulligan. Um, yeah, the only song I know is How Do You Know It's Not Armadillo Shells? <laughs> These guys are nuts. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, oh man, I'm almost, I'm almost jealous. You got to hear this for the first time. It's such a good album. What was, uh, what was your? Should I do my skip or should you do your repeat? Uh, you can roll right through. All right, or, I'll or do. do you, actually, I'll do a quick. I guess skip. we should stay on repeat. Okay. What do you think? All right. Executive decisions. We're, we're producing live. World. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Give me. Give me one of your repeats. I have like an honorable mention, but I don't have to get to that yet. I do too. After I saw you had one, so I had one. Yeah, a lot of news that I wanted to talk about. All right, what's so, uh, what's yours? On March third, De La Soul finally came to streaming. It's been a band I've been wanting to deep dive for forever, but the only way to do that would be to go out and buy all six of their CDs from like the <laughs> late eighties, nineties, and early two thousands. Which yeah. No one really buys CDs anymore. So I was just patiently waiting for them to come to streaming. And they finally did. And I've just been slowly kind of working my way through their discography and just letting myself like kind of stew with a uh, three feet, three feet higher and rising. Three feet high and running. Three feet high and or running. Is it, or is it rising? Rising. I think it's rising. No. Three feet high I and wrote, rising. There you go. I wrote it down wrong. Apologies. And then I'm going to do De La Soul is Dead next week, probably, since I've been listening to three feet high nonstop and i nice. absolutely love every second of it and i wish i feel bad that one of them passed away yeah before it hit streaming yeah like true girl a few it, weeks which ago, is I yogurt think. backwards shout out <laughs> 60 60 songs actually in the 90s for giving me some background yeah check out that. that podcast it's so good he did a great job of explaining them and their impact and yeah they're like it's a lot it like is. they're a band that like I think could listen to for like a year and still wouldn't and still miss yeah. things they're doing. But I think I think the skits were my favorite part of Three Feet High and Rising. They were very entertaining. The lasagna one. <laughs> they la soul, you fucking lasagna heads. 
That was my mama's lasagna. Fucking A, man. <laughs> what is going on right now? Cracking up. Especially I've just been like binge watching Sopranos lately. So they just hear some like Italian dude yelling about lasagna on this album. It caught me it's so off guard. <laughs> the sampling here is so like I'm I'm a sucker for like a good sample. I like that they have like the Otis Redding, James Brown, Steely Dan, and just like making it their own. And they used to just cut that up like in the studio. Like this is before like they had digital tracks like they do oh, now. True. So they they'd bring the record in. And just splice it all together in studio oh, as amazing. they were like teenagers, which is incredible. And wow. I see like now why this is like considered like one of the top like hip hop classics. And I've truly been enjoying like everything I listened to to them so far. But like you said, it's there's so much here, and yeah. it, like it could take a year to like, even somewhat grasp everything they've done, understand their impact. But yeah, I'm happy to let them be my fish this year, where I'm just listening to them throughout the entire year. Yeah, it's you know journey before destination. Exactly. Just enjoy enjoy the ride. Yeah, it was it was just a fun album. Like I can't wait for summer so I can listen to this more. Oh yeah, because it just feels like it it'll be perfect perfect summer. Like, album. I know it's a seems like a great summer song. Yeah, magic number. Yep. Me myself and I, which they hate, but it's still a good song. <laughs> yep. Shout out Rob. Sixty songs I explained the nineties. Yep. Go listen to it after you finish listening to us. <laughs> Got to have him on soon. Yeah, we're working on it. Been going it's going to be 120 songs that explain the 90s soon. So. I hope it's a thousand songs. I don't want him to ever stop because it's so enjoyable. I want him to do the 2000s next, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's in the cards. <laughs> a lot of songs in his head. Um. Anyway, um, get to one of my skips. So you want your honorable mention? Oh yeah, my honorable mention is Lizzo singing "Du Hast" in Berlin. I, it was just awesome. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Um, it wasn't like anything crazy. Like it's just her going, "Du, du hast, du it's hast." It's so cool. She knows that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, and the band was like ripping during it. It was just fun. So you need more yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Lizzo. What what was your honorable? So apparently the hotelier are going to be playing some shows this year after a long hiatus. So I'm curious if that'll be a tour, if new music is coming. But I love the hotelier. Yeah. Shout out albums, and emo albums with houses on them. That yeah. one might be <laughs> that's on the Mount Rushmore, I think. Yeah. That's like really all back I, then. All I listened to by them. But I think that's it's almost all you need. Home like no places there, of course, yeah. is the album we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, such a good album. That's so cool. Uh I hope they're they're just a band again. I do too. I know like the singer's been like a professional poker player during all this time and he's just been Oh wow living doing that. So that's pretty cool. So if he won big, then he could just focus on the band and not have to worry about money. That'd be nice. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get some new Hotelier songs to talk about later this year. Or he loses really bad and we get some great emo music. <laughs> I don't want to wish that all on about him. All about poker. <laughs> uh, my skip was Blink canceled tour dates in South America because Travis broke his finger 
the same finger twice over the past like three or four months in practice and he had to get surgery has that happened now for like all the years he's been drumming i don't know he breaks it doing the same thing twice yeah like i want to say just go less hard in practice but also like who am i to tell travis what to do yeah exactly so it's definitely a bummer would you would you want to see blink with a different like if you were in south america would you prefer them to cancel or would you prefer them to just like bring in another drummer cancel i think so right because like he's such a pivotal part of the band yeah like you can make it work without tom i think it's a different story with travis whoa what if you get matt skiba to come in and play drums <laughs> or the alkaline trio drummer yeah, that would probably make more sense. Stick with the theme. <laughs> Just keep bringing in Alkaline Trio. Every year, it's a different person from that band filling in. <laughs> yeah, Adriano replaces it's... Mark on bass. <laughs> Good singer, though. Yeah. It's, it's it's disappointing, but I mean, what are you going to do? Like, you can't. That was also very Sopranos right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Lived a good life. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Um, so hopefully he heals up quick. Did you have a, you have a skip? This looked I interesting. Did. I didn't read into it, but yeah, so let's hear it. The Verge put an article out a couple weeks ago about Spotify Hi-Fi. So Spotify announced this like two years ago. They were to like launch this like higher quality audio version of spotify that you'll be able to like sign up for and the sound would be much better than what's currently on the platform and this is in 2021 and it still hasn't launched and there's no launch of it coming anytime soon and no one knows what's going on with it or if it's even still happening and i feel like this is something that they need to launch because like even driving up to rhode island this weekend like listening to the new like meet me at the altar the quality was just not great even with some of the old story of the year releases like we're in 2023 give us some like cd quality audio so we can enjoy um as we stream music i mean i will be i don't know if you feel the same way but like i'd be willing to pay a little more for better audio yeah i think i'd have to like listen like back to back like what if if they do this they should just do it for free for a month and then take it away and yeah. then if you're like, wow, this is noticeably different. And if it is noticeably different, then like they did a good job and people might be more open to signing up. There's I, like rumors that Apple kind of ruined it because Apple like released higher quality for free to to uh, Apple Music subscribers. So like the um, lossless audio yeah. and it's not anything extra. And like Spotify, they had like a new pricing tier ready to roll out and they saw that Apple is just giving theirs away. Yeah. They kind of had to go back to the drawing board because they're like, how can we charge people more when like Apple and I think Title's doing it too are just giving it away for just being a subscriber. I mean, I wouldn't, obviously I wouldn't want them to charge more. I don't know if something like that would make their like costs go up since it would maybe be more like data being streamed. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. So like by that logic, I guess I could see it. But if it's just like, 
they're holding out on giving us better quality for no reason, then like that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been listening to music this way for so long that I didn't even know I was supposed to be wondering about the quality. <laughs> Thought this was just what it is. I think it's because I used to have Apple, so I could like hear the difference. Because uh, like on Spotify, I have to like turn mine up like way up sometimes, and like Apple, I have to turn mine down. Huh. So I'm like something's off here if I have to keep adjusting the volume for the different streaming platform I'm using. Yeah. Hmm. Well. So who knows if we'll ever get it? I hope we do. I like being a Spotify user. I, I wish they paid artists more. Yep. But <laughs> again, I'd that. be willing to pay a little more for them to pay artists more and give better quality, but. Who knows if that either will ever happen. So Yeah. All right. Well, get your shit together, Spotify. All right. So to wrap up the show, we have secured fish tickets. Influenza. <laughs> Influenza. Influenza. <laughs> yeah. So Brett, Brett hit the lottery. Is how how they do it. Um, you sign up, like you say, what tickets you want, and then if you get them, you get charged and you get tickets. If you don't get them, then you have to play the Ticketmaster game. If you don't get those, you have to play resale, StubHub, Cash or Trade, whatever you name it. Um, but Brett got tickets, so we're gonna see them at the Man on a Wednesday in July. It'll be a nice middle of the week break and we have killer seats which is awesome because you could have got lawn tickets from that you could have got some like weird balcony thing that like nobody wants to go to like way in the back it looks like in like the seating chart yeah above the lawn apparently (laughs) you got you got rewarded as a new fan i think they they must have known they must have known the the time you've been putting in (laughs) I think Trey, my Spotify listens. Trey personally was like this Brett, this Brett guy. He's been he's been drinking all the soup to see if it is done, and we need him. He listened and... to the entire Baker's Dozen run. <laughs> <laughs> we should give him tickets. Yeah. So, in honor of our fish tickets, we we cooked up a, a hypothetical for this week, and the question goes. You can see any band you want perform in a fish style. So you get two hour, 15 minute sets, no opener, and two to three song encore. And they're going to jam. And they're going to jam their worst song the longest is the, is the caveat. So there you go. Have you given this thought, Brett? I came up with three for this. All right. Let's hear them. So first was obviously Foo Fighters, because I think that'd be cool just for them to get a little bit off like their 30 years of music, which would be pretty awesome. But yeah, unfortunately, so I think much. we'd be stuck with... Oh, go ahead. They, no, they just have so much music. You're right. So they like do. to have all that time to... To put it into a show, but they're gonna jam. They're gonna jam. They're gonna jam. They can't play too many songs. But maybe we get some B sides. I know, like obviously they they play the hits, but in a fish style set, they'd have to go to some B sides. 
And unfortunately, knowing the rules of this question, <laughs> they'd have to jam burn away off one by one. Which I just hate the way his <laughs> vocals were produced. And I feel like I'd have to listen to him say that like 16 times in like a 25 minute jam of it. <laughs> and I'd have to just endure because I know like the rest of the set should be good. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom during the long jam either. Oh, I was hoping that was the loophole. Yeah, no. That little bridge like halfway where it gets kind of light. He's they're just gonna do that for like fifteen minutes. Just <laughs> end the song. And he's just gonna be like, everything must die. And you're just gonna have to stand there like waving your arms around. <laughs> what song would you want to hear them jam on the most? I mean like a good song? Yeah, like they could really run away with like any song. Probably good grief from the self title. Cool. That's a good one. Yeah, I could see that. I Learn the Fly came to mind just because like we've seen them pretty much jam that. Like, don't they like run out the end of that for a while? You know, certain better shows, than me. I think. Yeah, I just remember at the at the Taylor um, benefit thing. I think they 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 jammed on that for like quite a bit. I know Monkey Wrench they jam sometimes. Oh, that'd be cool. They'll like make the ending really long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had Blink in here. That was that was one of my thoughts too, because how are we not gonna think about Blink? Do, you... Do we have different songs though? I think we had different songs. I think so. <laughs> what's your what's what song are they jamming the longest? What's what's the worst blink song? Love is dangerous from uh neighborhoods. Not a fan. Not a fan. Just don't Love like the way so Tom dangerous. sings it. Uh, I don't think I hate that song. I think so I, I might through. There's not really, there's not much I'd hate to hear them jam out. But if it would probably be something off neighborhoods if I had to pick something. No, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you their worst song, and I think you're gonna you're gonna agree. It's that quarantine song that they wrote a few years ago. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> I think I just be, like I just checked that out of my mind and forgot it was a thing. Yeah, no, they're gonna Can jam that, answer? and they're not only gonna jam that, they're gonna lyrically jam it too. So they're just gonna improv jokes about quarantine for fifteen minutes. Yeah, Can don't I shake your head. Answer? No, <laughs> don't shake your head. That's what's happening. No, yeah. I agree. That's a great answer. I'm it, asking if I can use that one instead of "Love is Dangerous." <laughs> you you can. They're gonna. I prefer "Love is Dangerous" to that song. They're gonna vocal jam it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, would probably make the song a little better. Travis is gonna break his fingers into the microphone. <laughs> I think if I could hear Blank jam on any song, I'd want it to be the Fallen interlude from uh, self-titled. And they just like rip on it, and Travis has like those killer drum fills towards the end. Yeah, that would be fun. I used to jam on that like by myself. I would put it on repeat and then just like noodle around over it in my in my room. Such a good one. And it's like like a weird 
Blink song. Like it's not in the style of most Blink. I feel like. What about all of this? I feel like that'd be a good uh, jam too. Yeah. You have Robert Smith coming out like the twenty minute mark. <laughs> yes, he would rise up from beneath the stage. People don't really rise up through the stage anymore. Know if they lost the technology or what, but haven't seen many stages open up no. in my day. Should bring that back. Yeah, just make sure you close the door properly because we don't want people disappearing through the stage. No, that'd be bad. I think that happened to Tim from Rise Against a few years ago. He just fell through an opening. Yeah, I think something like broke and he got all like torn up. It's pretty gnarly, man. <laughs> He, uh, he was not ready to fall. Oh man. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Uh take me back to when you can tell that joke again because I want to hear it again. We hit 10. <laughs> uh all right. I think that's gonna do it for this week. What uh what's on the agenda coming up? We gotta listen to we got to listen to Miley because we said we'd listen to Miley and we didn't. We got a book club. So I don't know if we're finishing the storyteller, finishing a part. I part forget four, where we are. Part four. All right. We have the new Bayside EP this week. Ooh, I had no idea that was happening. Like the blue one. I think it's going to be the blue EP. The last one was red EP, right? Oh, that's great. I I didn't know they were like... Becoming Weezer. They're releasing really. seasonal colors. Not seasonal though. It's actually it might be seasonal. <laughs> Feels seasonal. Yeah. Because the oh yeah, and the then, single they put out was with uh, Ice Nine Kills, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But then the twenty fourth is going to be like another day, like this past Friday was. Is that when Fallout Boy happens? Yep, Fallout Boy, Bouncing Souls, August Burns Red. Ooh, that's nice though, because that's. A good uh, variety. Got like poppy, punky, medley. PPM. PPM. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Welcome to Tuesday Episodes. Tell your friends. Like us. Follow us. Do all that nonsense. It helps. Um, we love you all very, very much. And we'll see you next week. Damn it, bye-bye.